Like there's some kids who really struggle. Like there's this one kid who was like, okay, so you're not a boy or a girl, but you're really kind of a girl. And I was like, no, I'm really definitely not. Like, <laughs> like, let's just clear this up let's and just get really like Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode number 116. <laughs> I wish everybody, everybody could have seen that. <laughs> it was in it packed into like four <laughs> seconds where many thoughts and feelings <laughs> on both our ends. I was like, is Macy actually going to get this number I right? I don't know what like, number it is. I thought I you were going to phrase it as a question, but you didn't. You <laughs> did, did it. By the time you got to the end of it, you were confident. Because <laughs> for a second, I was like, is it 106? Nope. Jeez. We are, we're old Jeez, in this podcast world. Um, okay. Welcome to this episode. Um, I don't know. Are we you titling? clicked on it, so you know what it is. You clicked on it. Sure. You clicked on it, so you know what it is. <laughs> I think we're titling it Gender 4. Gender 4. With Macy Mooney. With Mace, Mace Mooney. Mooney. Yeah. Um, that's part of it. Yeah, it is kind of part of it. Um, but we should make sure we talk a little bit about that, maybe. Yeah, we definitely yeah. can. Okay. So if you haven't listened, I guess this episode is going to be just a conversation between Scott and I talking about gender, but it really is going to be like a personal conversation between two friends talking about gender. I, Mace, am genderqueer, non-binary, a gender bender by trade. And so bam, bam, bam. This it will be kind of a conversation, probably a bit. More like you interviewing I am. me. It's a, it's. I really am excited about that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll add some comments and thoughts here and there, but I'm wanting to interview you. Yeah, and I guess maybe if you're interested, if you haven't listened to episode 69, it might be interesting to go back and listen because that's the first episode that we talked about gender ever on the podcast, and that really was like me coming out. Pretty much. Like coming out in terms of to the podcast. And I had only recently really come out to most of my communities. So it was really fresh. And so this is kind of a year later check-in. That's what y'all are going to get with this one. Also, if you'd like to picture this, tonight we have chosen on a summer evening to record on Macy's front porch. So you might hear yep. some cars going by, some outdoor yep. noises. I do hear people like very committed to be like, we record in our closet. With muffled noises and clothes. And I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't improve the listening environment that much. It might be if you're not recording on mics, because some people some people make podcasts and just record on their phones. Yeah. So that okay. might be why. I also think by the idea that we're out here on the front porch, I've got a drink, you've got a drink, we're 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 creating an atmosphere, which yeah. may may supersede any sort of audio thing that happens in a closet. I mean, if you and I went and sat in a closet and recorded this, it would change the energy dramatically. I would hate it. I'd, I'd be like, this is awkward <laughs> and not very fun. I'm having a fun time right now. I'm here out on the porch having a nice summer evening. Yeah. Um, okay. Gender. Yeah. What, how I do guess, we want to start? I guess I, I want to start just by framing this. Maybe maybe just you and I do a quick check-in before the official interview starts. Yes. Like, <laughs> what, is, what is it that we're trying to do? Because I feel like we're doing a series. We're doing... Yeah. Yeah. This is gender four. Um, why do we think it's important to talk about gender on no small thing? That's a good question. I feel like 
in many ways, so far, our gender episodes have been really, like, narrative-led or, like, storytelling and, like, personal stories, people sharing their own experiences. Um, I also think we joked about this in the first one. Like, gender is really no small thing. It's, like, probably one of the biggest forces mm -hmm. in our culture, world, society. is just, like, it's a humongous force. It's a huge, um, huge and so it is just, like, a very no small thing topic to take this giant force and say, let's talk about it. Let's name it. Let's have conversations around it. I think one day we might have, I would love to maybe one day have an episode where we really are like, let's break down gender in like a more of an academic or intellectual way. Um, but I do think as a podcast, people who are striving to be more curious and then also striving to help others to be more curious, this being something that's so personal to me and my own experience I think in doing these episodes, because we interviewed Corey, me and your Henia as well. In doing these episodes, I think we hope to allow space for your curiosity, my curiosity to let people listen in on a conversation around this kind of topic and hopefully encourage other folks to hear other people's stories, get a sense of understanding of just one person's story, I guess, but then also maybe invite people into these kinds of conversations with their friends too. Yes. So I guess that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yes. I mean, I like that you sort of highlighted this idea of like sharing personal stories, narratives. Yeah. Um, getting curious. I think, I think, I think the gender conversation is a vehicle for getting curious. It's yeah. like, it's like, I think I love what you said. It's a force. Uh, it's not like this in any way, but I think it's like, once you put some, once you expose something, maybe a word is that I want to use. Like right now, we're having this. Like the police are being exposed. Yeah, it's a system. It's a force mm -hmm. that has not been questioned. And and I think like listening back to our old episode today, it's like I sound so young and naive, and like everything's brand new to me. And it's like when we say these things, I'm more aware than ever than like people have been talking about this forever. Mm -hmm. Like the things mm -hmm. I'm learning are just like n not a big thing to other people. They're like, yeah, we've been talking about this for. A long time. All of our, yeah. yeah, like, existence. I mean, we watched the um, Marsha P. Johnson documentary, and I'm just like, well, well this, was, this was going on all the way back then. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's almost like we've been taught, I've been taught to look away or something. You see that, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's, a, that's weird. You know, look away, you know. Yeah. And now, now you're looking at, I'm looking at it through an entirely different lens. But all that to say, it's a prime opportunity to get curious, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and it's a prime example, I think, of what ultimately I, I think we continue to think No Small Thing is about, of, like, getting curious for a very important reason. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just, like, some sort of casual activity. It is, it is important yeah. that we're curious about gender, you know? Right. I mean, I think that this People's is, lives are at stake. People's lives are at stake. And then I also think, like, gender is a really, like, particularly powerful window into so many things. Like, f for any folks out there, like kind of as as you grow into yourself i think having a a sense of your own gender a sense of yourself gender it, gender exploration like that whole process is so powerful and i think can be a tool for so much other self discovery and other discovery in other people so i think it's also like for anyone out there i think we can use gender as a lens in which we understand ourselves and others in a way that 
helps us to see other people more clearly and then helps us to explore more of ourselves. Um, so good. Also, I'll just say, like, we are a podcast that does this podcast for fun and for ourselves primarily, mm-hmm. and then it's out for other people. But, like, I love that we get to do this and talk about it. It's like we pick the topics, and I love that this can be the topic. Like, I'm like, this is kind of indulgent that I get to just sit here and talk and share and this is something so, so near and personal and dear to me to talk about. So I think in a, like, fun, selfish way, I get excited that we get to do this. And I feel so much, I'm, like, not nervous. And I was so nervous a year ago. I don't think it's selfish, though, at all. <laughs> I don't think it's selfish at all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I guess selfishly or personally, like, I think it would be really cool to, like, always do an episode, like, every year. Yes. Around gender and, like... As a person, like, I hope to continue to always be, like, growing. I like I like to joke that I want to become, like, increasingly more masculine and increasingly more feminine and then increasingly more, like, neither all the time. <laughs> That's great. And there's a part of me that, like, loves this idea of as we continue to, like, do this, looking back when I'm, like, 40 years old and having 15 years worth of record of me every year checking in and talking about what gender means to me. You're you getting know, me pretty year. fired up about that. I mean, I'm getting yeah. pretty fired up. Yeah, I feel like it's really cool. So coming back and checking in, to me, this feels really cool and fun to do. I think one of the things you just maybe brought up is like, maybe we're just never a podcast that is about blowing up and going viral, but maybe maybe our... Maybe someday the, the the secret sauce is just the longevity just of it. Just doing it all the time, <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the idea of like, okay, we do another check-in with you next year. And between now and then we have two or three more gender episodes. Interview, like talking with other folks. Yeah, yeah. but you're like a constant, mm-hmm. you know, which makes a lot of sense. I'm a host, so yeah, I get to be exactly. a constant. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's our intro. Tonight you're going to hear a Macy check-in, everybody. A Mace check-in. Um, so let's start, let's think back to your episode last year. Yeah. You listened to it today and I, I did. didn't. I did. You listened to a little teeny bit of it. I listened to like five minutes and, and then I was like, like, can't do it. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was struck with how uh, one, I mean, first of all, you did seem very, um, uh, what's the, what's the word I'd want to use? Convicted. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you seemed sure of yourself. You didn't seem like you were waffling. You seemed like you had been very thoughtful. This was a very thoughtful decision and it was very, not that it even needs to be, but it was very processed and you were ready to talk about it. Having said that, it was really interesting too, how nervous you were, how exposed you felt, how vulnerable it seemed. Um, so I guess between that episode and now what's transpired What's changed? What, what has happened this last year? So many things. But first of all, I just want to comment on something you said a second ago. Like, I think you're right to say that I, like, showed up to that episode very, like, wanting to show strength and conviction. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. But I also, and this, I think, is something that's, like, being someone who's gender nonconforming and coming out and saying that in the episode. Like, there's already this feeling of, like, needing to make sure that, nobody's going to question me. It's like, I have to show that I'm really convicted and strong so that way no right. one can poke at me. Right. Or like, so that it just like, it pushes those up. So I think that that's also really interesting because I do think I was really nervous. Like, 
feeling like prepared for people to come at me and like not really like necessarily like listeners but just as like a universe thing so I feel like it's like I want to be I want to be like so strong and so articulate and so intellectual and so like powerful as I shared it but I also was so nervous um what has changed what's the journey been like like um I don't know I think I mean I think it's interesting coming out on the episode was big because it's like it allowed for it to be because coming out fucking sucks first of all I'll just say that I hate coming out and you never stop coming out everybody let me tell you that as well never stop coming out um but that was like the most you know it's like came out in the sense of like to my small small community in my mm-hmm. home and I was like you guys like I'm exploring these things and is this is this okay and I'm gonna try this out could you start using they them pronouns with mm-hmm. me to like a few people kind of sheepish sheepish mm-hmm. yeah and just like not sure honestly like I'm exploring you mm-hmm. know maybe maybe I won't it won't feel good and then it's like gosh this feels so good like in this small community, this this feels so true to me, and I feel like I'm finally finding some language. And then it's, like, coming out to my family, which that brings, like, a whole other layer because it's, like, these people who have known you since you were a baby, mm-hmm. and they've made assumptions about you since you were in the womb. And, like, that's really complicated then coming to them and kind of saying you know in some senses I've never really been understood and that's really complicated because now that like opens Pandora's box of like here's all the ways you know and it's no one's no one's fault it's just like this is how it was um so it was like that and then I came out on the podcast and that was kind of like for me I'm like I'm not coming out to people really anymore after that like in some sense I was like this is a public thing I'll post about it on my own Instagram I'll post about it on Facebook I'll like share it to people and then it's like I have this thing out there that in some sense I'm like really grateful for it's like a lot of people I didn't have to have huge long conversations with a lot of people because they could listen to the podcast which is interesting because it's like I in a lot of ways I appreciate because it's like less emotional labor for me But then also it's complicated because there's something weird about someone listening to a podcast and like only hearing you from that and not being able to like engage with their, your own personal relationship and how they saw you. Um, So, but coming out was big. Like that was like a really like doing that and like being vocal about it, making the podcast episode was just like a huge step of like visibility for me Mm -hmm. and like ownership and being, I like I'm putting quotes up like confident um I felt proud of that episode I felt proud to have done it I felt so crazy I listened back one time and was like I'm crazy this is crazy and then I listened (sighs) back again and I was like no like yeah this is fine you're great Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um so that was like a huge like even just like 
before that and then like a month after that it's like the whole like transpiring of like it being out there was really big and then it's like now I'm not like hiding from anyone like there's nobody who I'm like trying to deny this from it's like I'm owning this like people this is the thing about me you guys like either see it or don't um so I don't know I feel like I slowly gain confidence in that I think it's interesting I'll briefly touch on this I, like, wasn't romantically involved until I came out with my gender. Like, I didn't even, like, really see romance as, like, an option for me until I really came out. And also, I think it's interesting. I'll just say this. Like, I identify as non-binary. I identify as transgender, genderqueer. Like, all three of those feel like a swirl of, like, identifiers. But I also am, like... I'm a lesbian. Yeah, right, right. Like, I, I also fully identify with the lesbian community. I, like, feel that, like, I... That also is an important piece for me because that was something I also held a lot of shame around and, like, didn't want anyone to guess that about me or see that in me or assume that about me because I was, like, ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, coming out as genderqueer also led to a lot of people being, like, are you gay? And, like, well, that's also, like it's not related and that is related. And I'm talking about my gender right now, not about my sexuality, but it's inevitably intertwined. Um, and I think coming out as non-binary, like it's hard to explain, but like it like took all the charades off. Like, I'm not trying anymore to be this thing I never was meant to be. You know, like, I'm not trying to be a woman anymore. And, like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, thank God. Like, it's, like, <laughs> I, like, it It set me free in that sense of, like, I'm not, like, this, like, being non-binary is, like, yes, yeah, that's who I am. And, like, yeah, I'm, like, hot non-binary. But, like, as a woman, no, like, that's not, like, who I am. That feels so wrong, you know? Um... So I think it like it it gave me freedom, like coming out and like owning it and being like honestly owning it with myself, like giving myself space to be like, oh, my gosh, this like you don't have to keep trying at this thing that you've always sucked at. <laughs> it's not even like I suck at it, but it was like it just wasn't right. Yeah. Um, and like women can look so many different ways but it's just like, isn't where I feel at all. Like I don't identify with women, you know? Um, so in that sense, like I put myself out there more in the world ever since like being more public and out there. And so that's like given me more experiences and that's given me a different sense of confidence and a different sense of knowing myself. Um, that's like changed dramatically in the past year. Um, Let me think. I mean, there's a lot that's changed, but I will say, I will say, we've got some COVID and quarantine thoughts. Okay, right now? Well, like around, right here, right now. (laughs) So we're what? We're in almost September. Um, I think I go back, I go back to the month that I had off. Mm -hmm. Go back to that time of life. Becomes more epic the more time goes by. I know, I know. It's like... I was thinking about today and being very nostalgic and sad about it. I know. It's it's 
I think it's good. I think part of me is like, maybe it's teaching me that whatever I end up doing, maybe I always preserve a month. Hmm. You know? Wow, what an idea. I know. And then a it valid wouldn't be, and fair And idea. then it wouldn't be so as sad because it's like, I know I'll have this next yeah. year. You know? Some, some way that I can per, get a sabbatical built into my life. Um, yes. Anyways, so painted every day, listened to a lot of Bjork. <laughs> um, and painted, I made. Side note, I, I played a Bjork song. I was on a like seven hour road trip with my family today, and I tried to play one Bjork song. Which song did you play? Future Futura. Oh, I mean, that's not a good first. I mean, it's uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing. I mean, one. my family, all three, were belligerent. Turn it off. We don't want to hear this. What are you doing? Stop. I'm like, it's beautiful. It isn't beautiful. This is depressing. This is stressful. What? Like, gosh, what? you guys. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. So I know. I mean, um, it's like after all this other music that we listen to, I'm just one. I get one Bjork song. I was like, nope. That is so nope. funny. You should have picked a different song, I feel like. But it is such a good song. It I is. I mean, I would want people to be like, let's turn it. Like, you need to feel it, everyone. Yeah. Let's turn it as loud as we can. <laughs> um, okay, so um, a lot has happened. Okay, 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 okay. A few things, too. I work with children, everybody. I am a school-age teacher. I work with kids, like, of a lot of young ages. Early childhood educator. Um, Back in class. Masked up. Back in class, messed up. That's me now. But I, I'm going back to pre-COVID. I'm going back to that okay. for a second. Okay, okay, okay. Um, We're bouncing all over the place, but that's good. Yeah, well, you asked me how have I transformed no, in a year, I'm and it's sorry. just a really I, big I, question. Is, it, it may, it may, I'm not a professional interviewer. <laughs> it's I just go with the questions that come natural. You know, more questions will come. I know, like, and I'm just like a person. I'm like, a whole year? Oh, my gosh, that's I like so the idea much. of bouncing around, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> um. I'm an educator. I work with young children. I work at a, I would say, intellectually progressive school that is maybe potentially starting to grow beyond intellectualism and whiteness. We'll see wow. what happens in the future. Wow. But That's an episode because um, now I have a bunch of questions. Um, I, I don't know. I ebb and flow. First of all, I ebb and flow with confidence, everybody. Mm-hmm. I ebb and flow with self-advocacy. I watch it. I um, feel it. I experience it. I ebb and flow with how I'm feeling. Like, sometimes I feel so, so proud and so, like, I have something to say because I feel this way and I'm seeing things differently than other people. And then sometimes I feel so, so ashamed and, like, people are think I'm weird or, like, I'm... I'm making something that I don't need to make. I don't need to insert into people's lives, you know? Um, So as an educator, I work with school-age kids, and it was really, really hard, like, honestly, the first six months. Like, wanting to be out, wanting to be proud, wanting to be letting kids know that transgender folks exist, non-binary folks exist, wanting to be confident for them in the sense of showing them an example of like challenging them of being honest and real with them but it's really hard Mm. um and I found it really hard to self-advocate and I I like really I let people and I let a lot of things go Mm. for the first like quite a bit 
Um, and I like to the point where I'm just like, this is really hard. Like I've come out to like my staff and like the adults know and they're trying and I'm talking kind of about pronouns, but it's like pronouns are such a complicated thing because it's like they matter a lot to me, actually. Like they they matter more and more. And it's, it's interesting that that is the case. But they feel like some other indicator of something like anyone like non-binary non-binary folks could use any kinds of pronouns that they want. Um but they just feel like so much better to me. Like they just feel good on my soul. Hmm. Um, but it also like, I don't know. It's like misgendering is like, it's so much more than just like your pronouns. It's like the way people talk to you, like approaching you, like as if like I can tell when someone's approaching me and they're like, seeing me as a quote-unquote woman like it's just you can feel it you can sense it it's the nicknames they use it's the way that they are with you um and I just like it's been it's been weird it's been weird like knowing things don't feel right but not knowing how to say they don't Mm -hmm. um and not knowing how to like when to say something and when to not be like I'm like if I say something it's gonna be all the time so like I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want that to be all this relationship is because I'm going to see that you're going to get really apologetic and I'm going to see that you're going to feel really bad. I don't want you to feel bad. Um, But I also don't feel like you see me. So, like, that's complicated. Um, So, honestly, I was feeling kind of weird and, like, sometimes really down. Like, man, like, all my kids misgender me all the time and I don't say anything. And, like that sucks, you know, like that really sucks. And I'm like, I'm letting it happen. Like I'm letting that happen. Nobody's saying anything. I'm not saying anything. How can I expect anyone else to say something when I can't even say something for myself? Hmm. Um, so there's like getting on my psyche, to be honest. Um, I don't really know where I'm going, but then quarantine came. I'll get back to quarantine. Um, and I had that month for myself and I painted every day and I was with myself every day and I was with the people who knew me every day. So that was really nice. Um, and I had a lot of time to continue to be with myself and like feel more safe with myself and solid with myself. Um, I also made a lot of art pieces that are like, particularly I made some pieces that are particularly like feel more on like a spiritual like like metaphorical emotional pieces that are like exploring my gender identity and then I also like did these art pieces that like were I mean these were like the these were really powerful making these pieces but like I feel dear world I like feel very unattached and very like despondent and not like just like don't feel any like I don't know I don't know the right words for it ambivalent ambivalent I don't yeah ambivalence is probably a medium word detached 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 like with my with my boobs like I just have a very complicated relationship with them never really wanted them always felt like they just weren't they're just like there and I don't know so I made these art pieces that, like, explored my body because um, I was feeling like I, I don't know, I, 
I don't know what really got me to do it. Like I really just kind of woke up one day and was like, I need to do this. I need to do this for me. I need to gain some control over my body. I need to process how I'm feeling about my body. I need to process how I'm feeling about my boobs. Um, and so I made these like three like nude paintings. Um, and I always knew that like the whole vision the whole time was that like they were going to be like, I paint my breasts and I like am going to find a way to like, show some kind of like transformation with them and show like like break through them mm-hmm. almost um maybe we'll post them on no small thing um i think i mean why not i mean you posted on art Mo's both ways right i'm not like they're public i'm not like embarrassed by them I'm, i feel so proud of these paintings you should um, i mean from my opinion the paintings meant a lot to me making them the process of making them meant a lot to me I got I gained a sense of control through making them. Um, the paintings maybe point to something that could be with me. I feel like, and so that was really really powerful making those paintings. I also in that same season made a painting for a friend of mine who's transgender. Made two paintings for him, and they were like kind of like aura essence abstract paintings that kind of show transformation that was based on pictures he had sent you based on pictures he had sent me and that felt that was really really powerful doing that and like kind of it it doing that process and making those paintings for him also helped me get in touch with something um and i just know like it's just like it was kind of this that month was like a really good like shedding of a layer and like kind of continuing to be like this light inside of me needs to just like keep going out Mm -hmm. there and like I feel I don't know I I started to gain confidence like I feel like now I'm a lot more confident of course like I said I ebb and flow but I'm in like a season of confidence especially around my gender identity like that's like the area where I feel kind of sometimes most confident which is really cool um so I went back to school like a month after after my sabbatical (laughs) and it started happening again I'm getting misgendered by kids and I'm like I'm back in spaces where I'm getting misgendered a lot and it sucks I'm back at it and I'm like it hurts more. Like, it's getting harder. Getting misgendered is You've now... You've been shielded by it for a while. I've been shielded by it. And also, like, getting misgendered in the beginning, it's like people are learning. It's fine. Mm-hmm. They're learning. A year later, getting misgendered all the time by people, sometimes, like, people you'd think would have gotten it by now, that's also a different situation. But I try not to be sensitive. I'm like, I don't want to be sensitive. It's fine. They're learning. But I'm also like, <sighs> can I can I offer an interjection here? Yeah. I I think one of the things I'm learning is, as as you and I continue to talk about this, um, this these words you say that I'm learning for myself is like it's there is an emotion that comes with this misgendering that is very important and valid to pay attention to. Um, but maybe this is just the way I lean. <laughs> uh, and, and this is in no way, in any way, like saying don't be emotional or don't pay attention to the emotions because that's absolutely valid. I mean, it's almost more valid for the reason I'm about to say is that like, it's also the way I've 
sort of journeyed with you on this, like utterly irrational, you know, it like if I said my name's Scott and everybody's like, okay, hi Jim. I'm like, no, no, I'm Scott. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah. telling you I'm Scott. I'm Scott. I'm Scott. And everybody's like, yeah, Jim. And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? Yeah. I've told you Scott, like, why, why do I need to keep saying this? It makes you feel, it make and this it is It makes the thing you feel I'm, crazy. Yeah, it makes you feel crazy. And I think yeah. that's one of the full circle things, not full circle, but like big aha. I only say full circle because I think it's how we should always have been thinking from the beginning. You know, it's like, why are we thinking in terms of this gender binary? Um, at, now that I'm, now that I'm a year into this conversation, it just seems so irrational to me. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I want to be like I want to validate I want to I want to say like your feelings are obviously very understandable and then there's just something we talk about on Enneagram you know you can feel something in your chest and your heart yeah and there's something that feels also buzzing in my head about the whole thing like this is crazy like it's crazy making it's making me feel crazy I'm sure as you're walking around it's making you feel crazy yeah yeah you totally know? totally. Did I not say my pronouns, everybody? <laughs> like, did I did I not say it like loud and clear like seventeen times? Yeah. And like at every time we introduce ourselves, mm-hmm. I say they them. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. And it's I mean it's like I I don't want this. It's like pronouns are. Sp- I'm supposed to say they're a small thing. They're no mm-hmm. small thing. Of no, course. really, truly, I think a no small thing. Um, no, I really think they are. It's like it. It is a shift in. It's. To me, I feel like they're so powerful in just, like, breaking the binary of, like, offering a third or fourth or fifth. Because there's just so many different pronouns people can use. But, like, alternatives that are constantly in your face as, like, a a reminder. Like, don't think of me as this thing I was once thought of. Like, that's not it. Um, okay, so I go back to work. I'm getting misgendered all the time. <laughs> like, for the first, like, few days. And I was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I personally am not going to be able to do this yeah. much longer. Um, and thankfully, I had a co-teacher who was, <laughs> like, very kind of loud. And, like, I, I said it in our first team meeting. I was like, I think that this is something I need to really quickly talk about with the kids. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, however you want to do it. And was like so enthusiastic and gave me a lot of encouragement. Um, so I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? And I think he said, he was like, I've, I've always really struggled because it's really nuanced. I'm like, gender so nuanced. And like, it's complicated when the kids are like, you're a boy or a girl. And I'm like, neither. And they're like, are you like both? And I'm like, kind of, uh, but like, I'm like, that's not it. That's not true. And I, I found myself answering the kids questions, not really like, I think in simpler, simple enough terms. Mm -hmm. And like, I needed to really think about like, how am I going to best talk with them? Um, and so I like called together a meeting for the class and I was like, it was like after a week of being with them. And I was like, hey, you guys, like, you've heard me talk about this sometimes with you guys individually, but I want to, like, let you know, like, a lot of you guys have been asking me a lot about questions, like, if I'm a boy or if I'm a girl or if I'm both or I'm neither, and I want to let you know that, like, I'm non-binary. I'm, I'm non-binary. I'm not a boy or a girl. And it doesn't mean that I'm, like, kind of a boy and kind of a girl. It's, like, a completely different thing. Like, there's, there's more genders than just boys and girls, and I'm non-binary. And they, like, 
really like that. A, I was like, this feels like I was like this as I'm saying it, this is helping me say it. And it was just like a really powerful conversation of them being like, yeah, okay. And like asking a lot of questions, like there's some kids who really struggle. Like there's this one kid who was like, okay, so you're not a boy or a girl, but you're really kind of a girl. And I was like, no, I'm really definitely not. Like, <laughs> like Let's just clear this up let's and just get really like, clear. <laughs> Um, but I was like, and part of me, like part of like for me, like there's so many different ways that non-binary can look. And I was like, kind of like briefly explained it. I was like, when I was a baby, like, because I have a vulva, all the grownups around me assumed that I was a girl and they called me a girl and they made assumptions based on the fact that I had a vulva, that I was a girl. And I like, that never really felt true for me as a kid. But as I got older, I started to like, just use the, the, I learned about, that there was more names than just for boys and girls for the way people could be. Um, and then I was like, and like one part of my expression is that I like that people use they, them pronouns and like, they know what pronouns are. We explained it a bit more. And I think this was the best choice I made, but I was like, I'm letting you guys know right now that like as your educator and as people, like someone who's cares about you and knows that you care about me, like I'm going to, correct you and I'm going to remind you and I'm going to help you to remind like whenever it happens like I will continue to remind you and I'm going to try and be nice about it but I also want you to know that this is important to me and I'm going to keep helping to remind you and I'm also asking that you guys remind each other and hold each other accountable and that you guys like this is an expectation kind of thing so good I love this I I mean it's hard because you're working so hard and you shouldn't have to but it's also really cool. Yeah. And Especially as an educator. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that for me, it like hit a point where I was like, I'm, I'm like, A, I'm doing a disservice to myself, but I'm doing a disservice to the trans community, you know, mm-hmm. by not speaking up and not advocating and not like, this is exactly when I should be like kids at this age are always getting corrected. You know, when they say a word wrong, people are just yep, naturally nope, correcting them. It, and yeah. that's just like, they're like, okay, they're learning. They're mm-hmm. curious. They're literally learning. And that's their, I mean, we're always learning, but kids are sp- at the specific time where so much of what they're experiencing is brand new to them. And so it's like, while things are all brand new, here's this, you know? Um, and so I also had a tiny class. I had nine kids. And so that made it so much easier because I was like, I personally know you all really well. And I don't feel, you know, before I was running a class with 30 kids and it was an after school thing and it was always chaotic, you know, it never really was like, there wasn't quite as much of the family feel that this class that I just had this summer had. So it felt like I was like, this is the time to do it. Like I have to do this in this space. Um, and it was so it was so special. I mean, it's like I did. It was like starting then from then on, it was like the expectation that I would help remind kids and keep them accountable and would. Mm-hmm. And they like some kids really quickly, like was like overnight pretty much, like a few days, a few corrections, and they totally got it. Other kids still struggle with it. Young Minds, malleable plasticity. Some totally still struggle, like totally. But then there's like 
it really was so cool because it opens up a lot of conversations for all of them about the way genders can be. And like, I started sharing so much about the kind of clothes I wore as a kid, the kind of clothes I was asked mm. to wear growing mm. up, the ways like what it was like for me, like letting my family know, like it opened all of these conversations mm. with these kids about like my own exploration. Um, and then like, is like the most profound thing to watch certain kids really stand up for me hmm. and like Dang. really like continue to uphold this to other kids and remind other kids and like be like hey you mean they like they're over there and like remind them Ooh, I'm like Dang. I love that is like to hear that I'm like my whole day is made that you just did that <laughs> um like one really like I've told you this anecdote because it's like the funniest thing but the kids all painted we were all like doing like face paint and body paint and they painted my body blue and they were, I was like, you guys, it's like I'm in the blue man group, like as a joke. And two of them were like, you mean like the blue non-binary group? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is. I do. Right. <laughs> I do. Like, that's so, you have no idea this reference. You corrected like, me. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah. Um, and then another time, this was like a really funny instance where like a kid, like, said something and then I was like oh you mean like they went and did this and they just stood up and they like I can't show it on the mics but they were like they 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 like pointing at themselves like walking like pacing back and like forth, trying to remind like, themselves trying to get yeah. it in their brain they, they, they. like they're I, like I they, feel they, that they, mood. you know and I'm I feel like, that mood <laughs> seeing them do that like because kids are just so outward you know with their learning and so watching that and seeing their care and seeing their like effort mm -hmm. which is like what meant so so much um so it's like that's been huge like I feel like that was a like a really really big thing for me um because now in the workplace in my own class I feel a lot I felt like a lot more empowered um and I was telling Scott this but even today like my job's kind of shifting and our school is expanding to two different locations. And now we're having like a whole new team with lots of new folks and old folks, but we're all going to a new site. And today we were all like in this room together and I was like, I need to talk to everyone. I need to like say something. Um, and I was like, Hey, you guys, like I, I'm asking all of you guys, like I'm non-binary, I'm transgender. This is who I am. I want you all to know that this is an important piece of who I am and I'm going to bring this into the spaces and I'm not going to be quiet about it and I need to self-advocate and I need you to be with me. I need you to all like be helping, remind each other, remind the kids. I'm like going to hold kids accountable to it and it needs to not just be me doing that. Like I can't do this alone and I, I don't want to be the only one responsible for this. That's too much to ask for me. Um, and I got, like, a, a lot of great support from um, the teachers. But I was, like, I know that you guys all talk about, like, if you're talking about me and I'm not in the room, which is when most of the time you're using pronouns and talking about someone, it's, like, I can't be in all those spaces. So, like, I need you all to be reminding each other and all to be working on this together. Like, let's do this. We can do this. You are capable of it. And it was really good, and I felt really, like, I was like, I'm proud of myself for doing this. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's lots, lots, lots of other things. But I do think this like, year has been like <laughs> this single question of how have you changed in this year? This was great. <laughs> um, I just think 
Because the question is only set up to get you talking. It's perfect. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. Um, I think I think I've just grown in confidence and just like I feel more myself than I ever have. I think I probably feel my most. I feel the most like probably the best I've felt. You hmm. know, in like I don't want to be dramatic and like in my entire life. Like, kind of, you know, like, I definitely feel, like, so much more solid, so much more grounded. And, I mean, part of that is, like, lots of, like, different factors. It's not just this, but, like, no longer battling these expectations, no longer battling the beginning stages of coming out. Now, kind of, I've been out for a longer period of time. Now, it's, like, this is, people know me and see me and like with more time more people I know see me as this and that's really nice like that it's becomes more just natural and comfortable and chill and not this like big elephant in the room like that also adds to it um so yeah I think overall just like I've grown in confidence moral of the story <laughs> just, sum it up. just just to sum it up <laughs> um yeah I mean to me it sounds like it starts, I mean, I guess this is why we're saying it's like a no small thing, curiosity topic. It starts with like, and this is, this has been something I've learned by being part of this journey. And this is why it's so cool. It's all these things are so reciprocal. It's like you learn about yourself. It helps other people learn about themselves. Yeah. But you're saying, you know what? I'm going to look at myself in a new way. So for someone to be curious about myself, and then I'm going to be honest about that. And then I'm going to invite people to see me the way I'm telling them to, yeah. see me yeah and i'm gonna also now be seen that way mm-hmm. and it's gonna make it more real mm-hmm. you know I, 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 yeah, you're describing it really just, well <laughs> <laughs> it, you know it's just a hint it's like i think this is right and here i go and as you go you it feels more solid mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's what it seemed like walking alongside of you yeah Hey there, Mace popping in. Hope you're enjoying this episode on gender and this conversation. I'm just jumping in real quick um, with a quick request. If you are a listener of No Small Thing, or maybe this is your first time and you're enjoying the podcast or have thoughts on the podcast, I am asking that you head over to iTunes to give the show a rating and review. It takes three minutes or less. All you have to do is tell us the stars from one to five of what you think of the podcast and then in a few quick words share why you put those stars these reviews go a long way in helping people to find the show and they also go a long way in helping us to see what people think of the show and where we can improve and what people are enjoying about the show so please pause this episode really quickly if you wouldn't mind and head over to itunes to write a quick rating and review if you haven't already also if you didn't know no small things on instagram And we post quite a bit and we post about what the episodes are going to be. So if you want to follow along with our conversations and see what we're up to, not just on the mics, but in some pictures and in our stories, then head over to Instagram and find us at no small thing. All right. I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. Bye. Also, no small thing. We'll be right back. You said something interesting earlier 
that I, I, I would be interesting to like play around with this idea because you said talking to your family and others opened up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to like sort of reverse that or redeem it and say like <laughs> Pandora's box. Like, yeah, you be coming out as non-binary opened up a box mm-hmm. of, of, of stuff in your own heart and spirit and soul and mind and psyche. That's like, like we can't contain it anymore. It's, it's bursting out yeah. through your personality, through your confidence, through your art, yeah. through your authentic living. Um, <laughs> my questions are so broad, but this is the only, I'm not a professional question asker. I always just, I was just, I just yeah, lean in the professional. Questions I only here. just lean into my, my true question. What, like what you want to know. Yeah, like I'm wanting to think like what what does that bring up for you if we say Pandora's box like to think about like the idea of like saying this out loud has opened up something for you and this last year has been an outpouring of those gifts of of, of so to speak like um it, it seems like you've been more free, more mm-hmm. confident, more expressive um, t- does that resonate with you? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. What in what um, ways do you feel like that manifests itself aside from like art? Yeah, I mean, art is a huge one. Yeah. First of all, my art is a huge one. Um, that's a fun question. <laughs> I mean, it manifests itself in a ton in just self expression. Yeah, like I feel like obviously ebbs and flows, but like I feel even more confident. I mean, I don't even know if confidence is the right word but like more comfortable to explore and like I always have been a weird dresser like that's never been something I'm not but like even more like I love I'm like leaning more into gender bending with my clothes Mm -hmm. and leaning more into like what feels right for me um and like and like like go ahead oh and and more so as we go yes like like, more so as we go like throwing away all my bras, you know, I'm like, I don't want a, like a regular bra, I guess. Like I definitely still have sports bras, but like, Oh, of course. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Um, well maybe one day I won't need them. Um, but, uh, I don't know, like not limiting myself. Like I started peeing standing up and I'm like, this is so fun. You know, like that's I don't great. <laughs> that see, that's, that's fresh information for me. <laughs> like I don't, but, that, but I feel like, yeah, that's great. Um, I like, I'm no longer, I'm like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, <laughs> like there's no, there's no filter on what I can't do. And obviously a woman could stand up and pee too. Like, it's not like anyone is, you know, subject to anything, but it's like, this, the more I lean into it, the more I like, I'm like, oh, I haven't allowed, I haven't, this hasn't seemed like something that I was on the table for me to do. And right. now, why not? You know, let's see. How, like, is that fun? Cool. Yeah. You know, like kind of um, like allowing like a spirit of exploration alongside like a spirit of like, fuck it to a lot of things, you know, yeah. like. Barry Taylor. Barry Taylor, no, for real. But, like, leaning into also this piece of, like, 
not needing to be like somewhere in between like a spectrum. I'm also like starting to push against this idea of spectrums, which is funny because I'm like, I'm paying spectrums. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, and this shows up honestly in like my spirituality and like my mysticism. And again, my artwork, because it really, like my artwork is so tied to who I am, but like a lot more like fluid and dimension to who I could be or like who people could be or the ways I could participate. Um, Dang, that just makes me think, I feel like your art has taken on more dimension. Mm -hmm. That's a word that would ascribe to your art. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And more movement. Yeah. And more fluidity. Yeah. And more strength and then also more softness. You know, I'm like, I'm at this point where I'm like, I can lean into everything. There's nothing I can't lean into. You know, there's not, there's not a category for who I am or what I should fit. So I can do it all. You know, what feels good for me? Um, so, yeah. Does that answer that question? I think that absolutely does. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm sure I don't always. you could riff on that all the time. I mean, no, of course, no, no human being always feels this way. Yeah. But I do feel like that just sparked my mind of like Pandora's box. Yeah. You seem to unlock something, something, a box got open and uh, all of these things. Beautiful. I, I, for some reason, my mind wants to go to gifts. These gifts came out mm-hmm. to yourself and to the world. Um, I also think it's like, I used to not know how to relate to like groups of people. Like I always kind of was, I always struggled figuring out relating to like with the girls or with the guys or like the co-ed situation. Like there was <laughs> the co-ed situation. <laughs> there was always something. <laughs> I love that you said that. <laughs> like I'm thinking of like high school. That is a situation. Um, <laughs> situation. Um, but I think like as I like continue to grow more of a sense of just like my lack of this like categorized or binary way of gen- like seeing my own gender like I hold biases like I grew up in a binary world like I grew up in a homophobic world you know like I hold these biases in me like there's still transphobic tendencies in my own self there's still homophobic tendencies within my own psyche you know um so it's like as I continue to like let myself like push against that and like kind of shut those voices down. It does like, I feel like it transforms and changes the way I relate to other people. Mm. Like I'm never like hanging with the guy, you know, I'm like, it's just the guys or like, it's just the girl time, you know, like people, it's like, you're not going to get that with me, you know? Um, and so this will inherently like the way we relate will inherently be like a different kind of fusion, a different kind of relating, um, I like that you said fusion. Yeah. Well, I f- yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like when you hang out, when you're talking with someone or doing something with someone, like the vibes between you, it's like a fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's there. Yeah, you know, like uh, your these conversations with you have been so enlightening for me personally, and and I know could could you share what it's been like for you since kind of we had this gender episode because it was. Like, it was an intense night for you, the night that we talked about gender. I will share a little, but I still have so many more questions. Okay, but I will okay. share, for sure. Okay. First of all, we're at 55 minutes. Okay. But I, I'm having fun. So I, I am, too. Keep, okay, good. 
So I'm, I, we can go as long as we want. We can go as long as we want. It's a casual I'm, conversation. I'm trying to be mindful of not going too long because sometimes I have a tendency to get emo right. towards the end of the podcast. Are you paying attention to that? I'm paying attention to okay. it. <laughs> true. That is true. I know. And it kind of happens out of nowhere. I'm like, wait, wait. Wait, <laughs> what what's happened? happened? And I'm like, I've been gassed out. I have <laughs> nothing left. I'm emo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where, like, let's just say this for a quick second. Side note. I mean, that that is the beauty and the drama and risk of our relationship i mean like if we're both meeting each other in the center of that existential gap we're both just like all right let's go let's go this is so fun until all of and a then sudden we're like we're wait like, wait ah. we are in the underworld <laughs> and i need a little bit of light <laughs> and neither of us can help <laughs> no we're not the ones we get can we get a seven here folk order up a seven um no, I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel utterly incapable of bringing any lightness and chill to a situation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I want to get back to a few questions, but I will say, no, I mean, I, I don't I don't like the idea that it's um, the, the trans community's responsibility to teach anybody. I don't like that, yeah. you know. Um, so I don't know quite what to do with the gratitude I feel f- to you in my life yeah like i mean you could say i, I mean I, I think it'd be really interesting to use some like christianese like words like salvation and redemption you know like you saved me hmm. you know i feel that hmm. i very much feel that and it's like grace an unmerited grace i don't deserve it hmm. um and in, in, in so many ways it's like the ultimate act of friendship um, and I feel so lucky that you helped me, you know, like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm in awe. I mean, I mean, another, another word is conversion, you know, like mm-hmm. utterly converted to this whole thing where it's like, even listening to our old episode, I was like, <laughs> so new, <laughs> you know, and now it, now it, it's, it, it's hard to describe what it feels like to be on the other side of it. Now it's such a, it, now it's such an assumed reality. Now it's such a real, it, this is how it is. You mean like not thinking through the binary? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not surprised anymore. And you and I are, you and I both are facilitating a, a youth group that is out aggressively, reaching out to transgender people and mm-hmm. I'm talking to transgender mm-hmm. people and I'm not surprised. I mean, it, I mean, I think about like, again, like I'm, I'm sh- in shock even in real time here now thinking about like, again, the beauty of your bravery of coming out and being able to name it. And I guess the reciprocity of it, like you're benefiting from coming out, but I'm benefiting. Yeah. Um, and now others are benefiting because now I can meet with someone f- in this youth group and, and be like, yeah, like my, I guess the one of the ways I'd say it is one of the big aha moments in my journey is it's not about gender, non-binary, gender queer. It's like, these were all new categories for me that last year. It's that the categories are infinite and people can identify as whatever they want and they can find and locate and use whatever words they want. So now I get to approach every student mm-hmm. in a brand new way. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting like pretty choked up thinking about this with like, a, a, a new hyper sense of curiosity. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I don't have to say, Hey, are you gender queer or gender non-binary? Those are the categories, you know? So let me know because 
I'm, I'm, I'm totally open to that, you know, because right. I can see myself saying that yeah, yeah. in the past. But now, now, now I'm like, hey, whatever you want, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, what is it? You can explore and like. I would love to hear from you. Yeah. You know, and ho. Oh. I know. I know. I mean, we could, I, I guess like one thing too, I'll say like, we talked about rebel recently on the podcast. And if you're listening the first time, rebel is this youth group that is fucking epic in a lot of ways. It's like this youth group that Scott had this huge vision for, and it's been made real, but it's like only made real by partners and friends. Yeah. And I mean, there's a whole group of people leading this, but it is specifically a group that's like, a specifically open and affirming space Mm -hmm. and that's part of the audience that it's trying to reach and so that's the audience that it is reaching um and it has been so fun and so cool to be i like no i'm like in this space a i both feel safe to be confident and b i'm like i'm so happy to be out here and being like yeah, I'm non-binary and here's what this looks like for me. And like you kids get to come to the space and feel safe to explore. You don't have to be set on anything. And you could decide in a year that you want to, like you identify as gender fluid or you could decide in a year that you identify as a man and we get to explore this and it's a safe, open container you get to just for that. Explore a new name for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it feels so, I don't know, like, I think you're right. I think you're right in the sense that it's like, it's really complicated. Like what is put on the transgender community to explain and educate. Yeah. Like it's really complicated. Yeah. It's not like I could be like, Oh, it's totally fine. I don't mind doing it. You know, like, well, I mean, I guess as people get sort of awakened, it's like, I would want to be as an aggressive of an ally as possible so that like I can do my part. Yeah. Um, not to like put myself at the center, but just saying like, I I will also be correcting people's pronouns and being as aggressive and loud as I can about this whole system. Yeah. You know, and so you don't have to do it alone, at least, you know. But there was, I guess, an initial move of. Well, and there's also like this sense of having to. I mean, it's complicated. It's like I'm part of what I'm identifying is is something that's kind of a new. It's I mean, it's not like a new concept in any realm. Um non-binary or gender non-conforming or two-spirit or people outside of the binary have existed all in all of humanity. But there is this, like, inevitably transgender folks are put under this having to explain because they're not the normal and because often the people that they're in relationship to, like, I'm, like, I know this. I'm, like, when I'm working with my kids, I'm, like, I'm the only, I'm probably the only gender non-conforming person that they know, you know? So, like, I'm the only example that they have mm-hmm. of it. I'm the only experience they have of it. So, like, that's also complicated. I'm, like, I'm happy to share, but I'm also kind of put in this position of being the only one. Like, yep. a little bit sometimes being, like, a token. That's why I appreciate being in a community like Rebel where it's, like, there's a lot of other folks. Like, mm-hmm. there's something so important of, like, I've also like grown in relationships with other transgender folks in the past year, which has been like very, very good for me. Mm. Like mm. I needed that, you know? Um, I think there's a, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but like there seems to be the balance is a, um, Ooh, I don't quite know how to say this. Like if there's an expectation or a demand that you're going to explain things to me, mm-hmm. 
rather than a, a true posture of reciprocal relational dialogue. Right. Like with you, we have like a deep friendship. Yeah. So I'm not like, oh man, like I have to explain this to Scott. Like, of course, there's moments where I like <laughs> get some frustrated. Moments, I think. Um, <laughs> Rightly so. But in general, yeah. like in overall, it's like often I'm sharing my own exploration and sharing it right. with you with a friend, you right. know? And like, that's, that's also a piece of it. Um, but sometimes I think the posture that society takes is like, well, you're doing something outside societal norm. So it's on you to explain yourself. Right. And I, I now that I'm again on the other side of this, I'm like, no, wait, no, it's on you to explain yourself. Exactly. Like, why are you buying into this crazy it's like, system? It's on you to explain why you've just <laughs> accepted this yeah. like specific normalized culture yeah um yeah yeah i think it's complicated i have another question i have another answer well since this is a macy episode something that came up earlier which i think would be interesting for you to pop off on a little bit um which is something i don't think we've explored much on the podcast is this idea of lesbian Oh, to a certain oh, extent, it almost oh, feels like oh, up he until goes there. recently, it's been like oh, almost, and I'm saying this in heavy quotes and you know, like a dirty word almost. Like growing up, growing up, for it almost sure. was used against you in certain contexts as like an insult, and mm-hmm. you received it as an insult, mm-hmm. and you felt shame and fear about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, we have this these new words of gender non-binary, gender queer, transgender, and then there's another word. Mm-hmm. That almost feels like sometimes I say is I've said this a few times in the podcast as we're talking about it, it almost feels like a hot flame. Like we get closer and it's like, ah, ooh. it's oh. like, is that, is that something well, you'd want to societally make sense? Because everybody's fucking scared of lesbians <laughs> yeah. in a patriarchal society. When I, when I, when I hear you talk about <laughs> it, it, uh, it also is another big power moment for you. I, when, Huge. You, when I've heard you own it, I'm like, this feels like a big power stance, yeah, you know, it like is. it is for sure. Do you want to say a little bit about that? I guess. <laughs> um, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't I didn't prepared think to talk about this. <laughs> um, I think this one for me is. I think it's complicated because it's like they're both intertwined. But it's like, this was the thing. I both did and didn't know I was a lesbian at a young age. You know, like, probably by middle school I knew, but didn't know what to do with it. And so my psychological response was to repress it, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Which is a big bummer. And enough things happened that confirmed that I should keep repressing it and also maybe it seems like what do we call it it's not displacement is it displacement reaction formation reaction formation for sure reaction boys which is like (laughs) reaction formation is like ultimately like i feel like it is truly the gay's defense mechanism (laughs) (laughs) probably honestly um probably um yeah there was just enough instances like there's something that happened and it was like I couldn't name what it was. I mean, probably starting in fourth grade, I got anxious. Like, and I wonder, I often wonder, because I also, starting in fourth grade, stopped hanging with the boys Mm. and started assimilating to the girls and whatever that meant. Um, It, like, 
I think I said this in the last gender episode, but like being a tomboy kind of stopped being as like they're just a kid thing. It like moved out of that. It became something that Okay, like, we understand tomboy, but now it's time to you got that out of your system. Yeah, and Is that it's the like mindset sort of. Ki- I, yeah, I don't know if like I, I and like I Perceived. don't know like what if like how much of this is my own perception, what different things happen. But there's I don't know if I want to get into specific instances actually. I, I, they feel too personal. Um and nothing crazy happened, but enough small comments were made about if I was a lesbian or not, and they were always like the connotation was always like, but you're not, right? Just to make sure. Or like, yeah, like very like that would be the like you're not lesser. a lesbian, are you? Exactly. Yeah. Like that's kind of the like way in which it's presented. Um, and I was always feeling like I wanted to let people know I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like but very <laughs> very reaction formation of like, oh no, I'm not. Um, but also like didn't know what to do because I was like, but I absolutely never want to be with a boy. Like, (laughs) so like these boys, what am I going to do with this? Um, and I was like, do like, should I want boys to be attracted to me? Yeah. All these, all these young questions that somebody's asking and And they feel alone. I don't want them to. I really (laughs) hope, I hope that they're not. Like, I don't want them to be. Um, uh, <laughs> like, the complete I, opposite of I'm, my daughter right now. I know, but I'm like, but I think I'm supposed to, you know? And... <laughs> supposed. It's... So, I think for me, like, it was always this, like, hidden thing. This thing that always felt like I couldn't explore. It was, mm-hmm. like, a, something I, I... I always kind of felt like if I explored it, I it would it would come out, you know, like if I let myself go there, then yeah, it's too obvious to yourself. Yeah. If I even, if I even open that, it's going to be like, Oh, of course. Right. Exactly. So I can't do that. Yeah. And I really got myself wrapped up in Christian evangelical culture starting right in seventh grade. So like super good timing for me Dang it! as I'm like hitting puberty. I'm like, this is the time where I put myself in a culture that's going to tell me that celibacy is my choice. Modesty. Modesty. <laughs> boys are tempted by you. And I'm like, I don't think boys are tempted by me. Um, <laughs> but, and like, I like, I'm a late bloomer. Like I'll be, I'll say like, I'm a late bloomer. And I'm like, part of that is like, is it because I just repress shit? And that's why, but like, there's definitely some people who like, couldn't, it, it wasn't like repressible, you know? And for me, that was, that worked for me. Putting it on the back burner worked for me. Um, but I think, like, as I... Yeah, you had a lot of sports to distract yourself. A lot of sports. You know? A lot of sports and achieving yeah. to distract myself, yeah. to be honest. Like don't, lacrosse, don't stop everybody. and think. <laughs> Just keep achieving. <laughs> keep moving. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. It'll only bite you all in the ass sophomore year of college. It's fine. Uh, um... um so, yeah, no, I mean, it took me a while to own it. I think lesbians are, like, very feared. Mm. Um, it's, like, the dirty word. I mean, we say gay. We don't say lesbian. I know, I know. Um, That's what I've realized just talking to you. And it doesn't mean it's something we've, like, spent a lot of time discussing. But it's, like, 
I sense it as we're talking. It's like as as that word approaches. The L word. Yeah, it's like it's like every, everybody, you and me included, are kind of like, here comes that word. And it's not like dirty, but it's just like a powerful word. It's very powerful. Yeah. I think it's very powerful. I agree. Um, so it took me a while. I mean, I don't, I don't really know when I started like being open and honest about being lesbian. Um, and like, there's like a piece that's like, can I be non-binary and lesbian? But I'm like, hundred percent I can. And like, that's definitely not like, well, you can be whatever you want. Exactly. And I'm also just like, I identify so deeply with like the lesbian community, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I, feel very accepted in the lesbian community. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's any, like, lesbian policing happening, <laughs> um, which I'm grateful for. I mean, maybe it's out there, but I'm like, that's fucked up if that's the way people are being. Um, uh, I mean, it gave me... Saying it has given me just, like, so much more freedom and safety. Like, safety. Like, saying it and owning it and, like just letting it be that I like never will have to be with a man is so nice to me. It's um, so funny when you talk about, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I, I know. And this is like, again, like now I'm saying something on the other end of something that sounds so obvious. And how do I say it when I, I, I want to make myself sound a little bit more sophisticated, but it's like maybe just be a little bit silly about it. But like, Yeah. I, I guess we're both just coming. I'm more so than you, even coming from a very extreme evangelical Christian right. background. Right. So like, there's just so much baggage with that, and it is this idea of like, yeah, I also have no interest in being with a man. Right. If if there was an assumed cultural assumption that I'm destined to be with a man growing up, that would be almost I want to say like untenable. It'd be like, how 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 do you grow up with this? Like it would be like a fear someday, a huge fear, a huge fear, (laughs) like kind of terrified that it's going to have to, I'm like, am I going to have to do this? And I'm like, celibacy, I guess celibacy is what I'll be. I'm going to be a nun. (laughs) Like I was like, that was the, they're out for me. But I know I'm also like, but I want to be with people. I think it highlights the privilege, I guess, of just like my natural way. Like I always say, like I had a singular moment that it's like, you know, it's, it, it, I, I guess there's just a whole other conversation to have someday with our friend Tina Sellers, if we can have her on talk about purity culture, but like, yeah. um, like seeing my first playboy, which sounds so strange in like the eighties in the woods, but my natural reaction is like, yes, this is nice. I like what I'm seeing and the culture supports this engagement, you know, right, everywhere right. I go, society, movies, conversations, and then just even like getting into like playing football as a middle school student, it's like such a meme, mm-hmm. but like, and I always walked away from these situations, which isn't like sort of virtuous, but I was overwhelmed. That's a whole other conversation, <laughs> but like, but like, yeah, like seventh, eighth grade football, here come boys in the locker room, bringing out playboys and passing them around. And I'm like, I just never liked the energy of us all just standing around looking at naked women together. And yeah, I mean, that seems pretty. <laughs> yeah. I was always like, Oh, I'm going to go do something else. But like, and also I was like shocked. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Where's the teacher, you know, but, <laughs> um, coach. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. Uh, but yeah, all that to say the impulse was supported. It's something that like society told me I should want. And I was like, and I do want it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but like I, I it's it's such a trip for me to get into my head of like society is yeah, telling you this is what you should want. It's fucking terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> like and just like oh no please no 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 I know I know <laughs> honestly those are my deep feelings. And then like what a Christmas gift almost to be like wait I don't have to have that and I can be what I want and do what I want and wow uh, wow oh my gosh like I and like just like the freedom it gave me and like just the sense of like there's nothing wrong with me as soon as like again solidarity and having community is so helpful like mm-hmm. having a lot of queer friends having lesbian friends like kind of helped me to like know it was okay you know and know that it's like there's nothing wrong with me and you do have to have that i mean it's one thing to have some supportive friends, but it seems essential to have a few other. No, I mean, I definitely like need those spaces. And sometimes yeah. I need spaces of just being with queer folks, yeah. you know, like that's really important. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, it's like, obviously I'm like, I'm open to all experiences and I'm open, but like, I'm probably never going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it makes sense. I mean, not not in terms of me knowing you, but just like in terms of anything that someone prefers. Yeah. You know, um so another 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 interesting little side note here comes up for me just in terms of continuing to just explore these new frontiers that we've opened up for ourselves. Like I, one one thing that I find very interesting is I don't know quite how to say this, but but you and I were on Whidbey recently, and Mm -hmm. we were having a beer. You were having a cider. Mm -hmm. I was having a beer. And these two, what I I thought looked to be like teenagers, walked up behind you, and you Mm -hmm. didn't see them. But they had like some rainbow paraphernalia, (laughs) some funky hair, some piercings. Some 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 sweet queer teens. Some swag. Yeah, like, and... They they made heavy gestures towards you, like kind of pointing in, like excitement and I mean Whidbey Island here on in near Seattle, you guys is like semi remote. Mm-hmm. It's a big island, so there's a lot of people there. But um, my my takeaway from just this very brief situation of like twenty seconds was like you might have stood out amongst the typical Whidbey folk, mm. and. I sort of made a comment and and then you said something along the lines of like, we, we can see each other. We can tell there's a vibe, you know? And I do wonder, I'm not asking cause I don't obviously think there is a definitive set of like expressions, but I do feel like there are, um, not necessary. You're talking about the gaydar? I may be <laughs> gaydar or whatever, but like th- there are some things I feel like the queer community have are, are trying to, uh, uh, what, what's the word I want to use? Um, not amplify communicate. Isn't even the right word either. Like we're trying to say like, I'm part of, I'm part of the community or like we can find each other. I don't know exactly. Is it just a vibe? Maybe uh, the gaydar is the better word. Yeah, I mean, a gaydar is like a real thing, I would say. Um, I don't know. It's complicated. It's interesting talking to a straight person about this. Sure, I, I bet. Because <laughs> um, it's, 
it's not like I mean it's like a joke and it's a meme and it's also like sometimes a little true. It's mm-hmm. like I do think I probably have a a keener sense mm-hmm. for queerness than say you would. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, it's like in some way like usually you can tell and mm-hmm. vibe. And like really quickly at work recently, it's like we have new people and it's like I like I know, mm-hmm. you know, like Mm-hmm. Certain people, and I'm like, we immediately know. You broadcast know? was the word I was looking for. Broadcast. Yeah, like it's out there. You're, 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 you're maybe the aura? S- even as subtly, yeah, you're subtly push it, putting something out there. Maybe, maybe to attract, maybe not, not to, not to attract like relationally, but just to say we're we're part of this community. I feel like there's some things that people do in solidarity. I'm, 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 I'm like wondering out loud. Yeah, honestly. I don't know. I mean, I think it's complicated because it's like. It's not like you could always tell it all. No, and like no, there's no. definitely a lot of people who I think feel really like complicated feelings around it. Like specifically like like high femme lesbians. Like mm-hmm. I think often feel I don't know, but I I wonder and I guess that they potentially like like I okay, maybe what I'm trying to say is like I like look very queer. You know, it's like I'm I'm gender queer, I'm non binary, I'm like through my self-expression and like putting off aggressive queer vibes. I'm like growing a lesbian mullet. I like rat tail. <laughs> it is a rat tail. But right <laughs> now it's kind of becoming a mullet. I know. I can't, I, I um, kind of like, I, 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 I hope it is a mullet, but you're really hoping it's a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what it is, but I do want yeah. to be a rat tail. Um, this is good. This is a good conversation. Cause I already have some fresh thoughts, but I don't even going. know what I'm saying. And I honestly kind of feel weird about it. Um, Cause I just think it's complicated. It's not like, you know, for sure, you know, like, but there also is times where it is like consensus it and feel it. And like, I do think, yeah, I don't know. It's like the term gator exists for a reason. I, uh, <laughs> so, so now I want to reorient and almost take back the, 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 the premise of this part of the conversation. Okay. Cause it, it represents something I think I've learned. And again, this is this is of course to some people and not so of course to others but like this idea of when you sort of announce or come out as a certain label mm-hmm. um there there seems to be an imperative to express that way so that potentially i think there's potentially like a bit of pressure to which i think is sometimes frustrating for people who don't want to present that's my point yeah that's what i think i've learned that was that was a recent aha moment of somebody saying i'm transitioning to a man but i'm still gonna dress in dresses yeah it's like whoa like to me it's so silly that's an aha moment it's like i'm a man that also dresses in dresses yeah and i also have a i have also not done testosterone but i'm a man yeah i love that yeah you know and that's another aha moment of just like it just messes with all of our preconceived notions and nobody has to feel or should ever feel a burden to express in any sort of way because of the label, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I go back almost to like the way we ended my gender exploration last episode, which, which got was cut out fraught and weird. <laughs> I was like, I, I, my, my brain, I mean, I pretty soon we're going to do a Hunter X Hunter episode, mm-hmm. but the, but the main character Gone, there's a meme of him in the cartoon where like, he he's like a I mean, <laughs> Ruben refers to him as a himbo, so he's like all like he's all muscle and and aggression, 
and and virtue in that sense he's like always there for you and his friends but mm-hmm. like honestly at the end of the day he doesn't have really much capacity for a lot of details yeah so if there's ever a scene where somebody's explaining something to him his steam starts coming out of his ears <laughs> and it's like i i'm concerned enneagram five i consider myself enneagram five but there are certain times where i'm like overload maybe steam because i'm trying to ears. actually take it all in yeah. i'm not i'm not disregarding anything um but yeah, there's been time where <laughs> I feel like on these topics, steam has been going I'm like, what? <sighs> but yeah, I just do love ultimately once once I've gotten on the other side of it and processed, it's like it just gets better. It gets better is what I'm saying. And what I mean by that is the the boundaries and the lines continue to blur. Yeah. It's not like you push them out and there comes a new boundary. It's mm-hmm. like, no, the boundaries keep going and they mm-hmm. keep disintegrating. Well, that's what I'm saying. They like dementify too right now i'm like Ah. it's it's like these lines and boundaries i'm like that those are flat it's not flat we're not we're not we're not talking about flat things any like at all we're talking about swirling three-dimensional four-dimensional like (laughs) here we go this is why art's necessary (laughs) you know i know i'm like i can't express no 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 it makes my heart sing um, it's so good. I know. I mean, I think it's fun. Like I was nervous having that episode last year because I also was like, you, I'm like, I have to explain a lot to Scott and this is going to like disrupt Scott a lot. And I'm like, I, I definitely that the, when we recorded the gender episode, it was complicated because it was really good. But there was moments where I'm like, this is complicated because I'm also having to be mindful of what this is doing to Scott mm-hmm. and like make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. As I explain who I am, mm-hmm. you know, like I can't be too aggressive and that's complicated. But now I don't feel that, you know, like heading into this episode, I was like, Hey, I'm not nervous. Cause I'm feeling more confident and B, like, I don't feel like I don't like, I feel like you've, your thinking has changed. You know, it's like, it's things aren't, don't blow up as much, you know, talking about these topics. It's true. Um, I just, I don't want to paint myself in a great light because there has been times where you even correcting me on someone else's pronouns has caused me to be like despondent and weird. Yeah. You know, and I regret that, you know. We're growing. We're growing. I think that's the thing too. I mean, I think the beauty is like we're in, like I said earlier, like we are in relationship. We're friends. Mm -hmm. There's kinship and friendship here. So it's like there's a lot of trust and we're able to be vulnerable. And, like, I'm so here for sometimes, like, holding each other and, like, being with each other. It's, like, we all are learning and growing and make mistakes. And some things are harder than others. That's fine. We're human. But I guess in the spirit of no small thing, I just say, like, curiosity. I, I think sometimes I approach certain topics. And, and I think this sometimes isn't effective and sometimes it is. My, my desire is to get to the root of something. And so sometimes I can, I can skip over some of the more practical, surfacey, helpful things that might mm. just help people. I mean, I'm just talking about even like in youth ministry, like some practical things. I always want to go to this deep yeah. well or yeah. glacier of the original source of the issue. But like I'm saying, like, on the one hand, you could say, "Hey, you know what? Um, pronouns are important. We're saying pronouns in the in the work for, in the workspace now, and you don't even really know why, but you go, I appreciate that people want to use different pronouns.' But if you can get to the deeper 
hey, this is why we talk about defense mechanism mm-hmm. stuff of, of like the deeper long standing almost I would say like legit conspiracy <laughs> of the gender binary. <laughs> you know, if we can get to the deeper part of that, it's it's just like that's what's helped unlock me. It's like on the other side of that, you know, now I'll have people because of no small thing approach me and be like Oh, you know, like we're we're thinking about having people use their pronouns at this thing we're doing. Like, is that right? And I'm like, yeah. And it's not only right; it's silly that we would have ever written down male, female in any sort of like driver's license form, or like, why are we always having to announce ourselves or as male, female? And why don't we give anybody like the option to do whatever they want? Like, it's not like a, it's not like it. Here's what I'd say. Again, thinking out loud. It's not like this polite gesture you're doing to a particular type of community. Right. It's thinking rationally and rightly, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's highlighting the irrationality of the other way. Of it's the like, other way. Yeah, no, like, for sure. Don't you want to be part of that? Yeah. Like It is also kind and respectful and good to do to, it. Totally, totally, totally. Absolutely, absolutely. But no, I like I completely agree with you. That's what's saying. unlocked it for me. I'm just like, now I'm part of something where I'm, I think it can be an Enneagram 5 impulse of like let's think logically people like come on you know like male female <laughs> like come are on you crazy yeah are you guys but real <laughs> I mean, last time the last episode i was like wait i think there might be some other options here you know <laughs> <laughs> what we actually it's so so surprised uh yeah. yeah we look at we look at the human experience and we're like yeah, this incredibly complex, mystical, beautiful thing has to be just these one, two categories. Like, it's just like so fucking limiting. I'm so I'm already just saying I'm really liking this episode. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm just I'm just gonna be honest. It's okay. Let's just say let's just take it to no small thing for a second. Okay. Because I do think. Okay, but Scott, <laughs> this is an episode on gender. Oh gosh, oh, <laughs> nobody's gonna get that joke, but I do. <laughs> Stick to the topic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, what were you I'm glad say? we can laugh about it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> really got me sidetracked. Honestly, we found a Sean. Like my radar would not have been out on a Sean. I'm sort of the one that like Does reaches out for interviews. Scott, Scott's <laughs> our networker. But like the idea of a uh, of like a Sean captivates me now, mm-hmm. and and I think he exists for the both of us as one of our favorite people. Yeah. And the thing that he says all the time that I'm so in love with is otherwise possibilities. Mm-hmm. That's his number one or mm-hmm. one of his main things. Otherwise possibilities. And he's essentially saying there's always a different possibility than what's presented us. We can always think of an other, like something beyond this, something more Jeez. than this, something different than this. It's so good. It's so good. And, and, and there's a different like opposite energy. Yeah. Whereas like some people want expansion. Some people want, I mean, maybe what, what was the opposite implosion? Like a coming back down to these few possibilities. And those are the right possibilities in yeah. quotes. And we should all be trying to live that way. And, 
the moment I try to say something that to me sounds so obviously good and wholesome, people are like, oh, well, but you're going against God's commandments. I'm like, oh, you're missing out. You're missing out. I know. Otherwise possibilities. Otherwise possibilities. <laughs> yeah. And like what a, how frustrating to, to take this God figure, this thing that is beyond human comprehension, that it's inherently mystery and inherently relationship and mm-hmm. inherently like just beyond unknowingness and to say like, Oh, got to limit it down. Like, it's just, it's just very silly. I know, Otherwise it's so possibilities. Silly and, and it's just like, so it's, it's a, it's kind of heartbreaking to mm-hmm. see that, you know, it's like heartbreaking to see like, Oh man, like that's, nah, I don't, I don't know. This sound, this might sound like weird, but like, it's just, mm, I'm not saying anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Self-editing. We don't even have to edit that out. You self-edited. Um, are, do you think you want to, you, do you want to start a winding down period? Yes, for sure. I think okay. we should start a winding down. I have a, I have a question for the winding down period. Great. Um, you will often say when these conversations come up between the two of us that you're transitioning. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say something about that? You're, you're like, you're still transitioning. Still transitioning. Totally. What does that mean to you? Um, I don't know if I'll ever be done transitioning, first of all. Um, it's like I'm always growing. I'm always changing. I'm always... Transforming. I don't ever want to be feeling stuck or like, you know, it's like I identify as non-binary and that to me feels so open and feels like a whole future of possibility. But it's like I'm every day learning what that is and what that looks like. And every day there's new things, you know, there's new pieces to explore. And then there's also like transitioning in the sense of like I still feel like I'm transitioning in how I am to the world like how I relate to the world like I'm still transitioning with who I advocate myself in front of I'm still transitioning with like how I see myself like I just don't think I don't think there will maybe there will maybe there will and I'm like that would be cool too I guess but like maybe there will be a time where I'm like I feel like transitioned but that just doesn't feel like the way I'm experiencing myself. You know, I'm, I experience myself as like kind of always growing and changing and shifting. And yet that's the thing that is so fun and so like I say fun and cool, but I'm like, it, those words don't actually get at all at what I'm trying to say. Cause it's so much more powerful than that. But it's like being non-binary and saying I'm transitioning, give me so much grounding. Like it's so much peace of mind and so much stability despite it feeling like potentially like other people may be like, that sounds chaotic and it sounds like a lot happening or whatever. It sounds, you know, I'm like no boundaries, blurs, three dimensions, all these things. (laughs) But like to me that feels more grounding and feels more stable and more like that provides comfort to me more than something like you're this thing and this is what it looks like and you're going to somehow reach this point of transition maybe I don't want to say not I guess but that doesn't feel like that's kind of where I sit um and then like on another angle too I just feel like I'm still transitioning in terms of like 
my own like gender expression and like my own relationship to my body. Like I feel like I'm still transitioning the way I see my body and the way I see myself in it and the way I like present my body to the world. So that's another piece I think. Um, but yeah, definitely still transitioning. I think if you're this curious about yourself, you're automatically going to be curious about other people. Yeah, I'm probably most curious about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the most self-absorbed, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, ni- that's a nice, like, uh, like confession, I guess. But, like, I do think if... I do think it's this thing of, like, it starts with you. If you're gracious with yourself, you'll be gracious with, the, with others. If you're curious yeah. about yourself, you'll be curious about others. Yeah. I think it's true. You know, if you make space for yourself, you'll make space for others. If you're if you're constricting yourself, you're probably gonna constrict others. Yeah, no, I think it's true. I think it's true. This any other good. wind down questions? Last I thoughts? would I Final would just thoughts? say, do you have any wind down thoughts? Do you want to? Well, say? do we want to do we want to each close with what were we saying we were gonna do to close the episodes? A takeaway? A takeaway. I feel like you should have the final thought. So maybe I'll start. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. I think it's good for you to have a final thought. Um, I mean, I've been I've been saying my takeaways throughout this episode, but we can't detach these thoughts from our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll always be grateful till the day I die now that, you know, I had a person in my life that uh, I don't know. I, I I can only describe it as grace. You know, like it's a it's it's one of the most profound expressions of grace I've ever experienced. I think, you know, um, <laughs> like I I don't think I deserve it. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's this conversation, but it's our friendship in general, you know, yeah. like, yeah. um, so many other things have happened through our friendship. Uh, but maybe it's not a takeaway. I would, I would just say sitting with you here on the porch, like, thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate you. And I'm so inspired by you, you know? Uh, yeah, we're like 15 years apart, but. I mean, my whole, my whole, my whole motto and my whole philosophy is: we should continue to orient ourselves around being inspired by everybody. Like, I think there's a sense of like we we let ourselves be inspired by other forty year olds, or mm-hmm. but like we should let ourselves be inspired by eighty year olds. Mm-hmm. We should let ourselves be inspired by twelve year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes. Well, I've heard this phrase that you're like the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So I think sometimes I think, man, if if that's true and I spend a lot of time with you, I'm so grateful that your you, you your soul and your spirit and energy rubs off on me you're by make osmosis. Me cry. <laughs> I'm very grateful. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> um this is so sweet. Yeah, man. I think I think I think this these these things just bleed together. This this particular conversation is not just about 
you coming out as genderqueer, but it's you being you, mm-hmm. ultimately. And mm-hmm. that's been a beautiful thing. I've It's been one of the best experiences of my life, being around you, being you. Thanks. I don't even know if I have words. That was really kind. Mm. Thanks. Um, Okay. Do I give a takeaway? If you want, you don't have to. I kind of, I kind of said a lot there. (laughs) I don't know if I have a particular. Sitting on the front porch, winding down. (laughs) I think. I think. Oh, I have so many thoughts in my head. I mean, there's too many thoughts, but like... Well, that's what we're all about. You might you might as well give yourself a little bit of space to share some final thoughts. I know. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm feeling really grateful for this year. Like, do you think it's probably like the best year of my life in a lot of ways? Maybe not the best year of my life, but like... It's been a really, really significant year of... Letting myself not just be me, but letting myself live me. Mm, what a great um, sentence. And I think it's had, like, big ups and downs. You know, like, it's it's not been... There's been times where I'm like, why why have I done this? Why have I let this out? Why have I exposed myself in this way? I put myself out to be vulnerable, and now I'm, like, hurt. And now I have to think through this thing that I've hidden, you know, and I have to like, it's the Pandora's box both ways, you know, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's like, I don't know. I don't know what my takeaway is. I'm weirdly like, I don't know what my mood is today, but like, I'm proud of myself. Um, I'm really grateful for the people in my life that have given me the space to be me. Um, I feel like I have a lot of privilege in the fact that I have, like, I'm not needing to, like, I have food on the table and I have a steady job. And so I'm able to, like, have time and capacity to explore this part of myself um, freely and, like, dedicate a lot of my time to it. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really, like, been really sweet reflecting back on it here and, like, it is really cool feeling like the different sensation in my body that I'm feeling tonight than I was a year ago. Like it's, it's really fun and cool to sense, to sense more peace in me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's my takeaway. Um, Those are some good takeaways. I'm feeling sweet. Um, uh, I don't know I'm like sometimes I like we do these podcasts and it just depends on my mood and I'm like who is this for and I hope that I'm not saying anything that's going to hurt anyone or I hope that I'm not being you know I just like get concerned about my voice being out here on mics you know this Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also like we get to do this and that's really cool and I'm feeling like my voice matters, and that's something I don't want to, like, hide. Um, so, yeah, proud. I think you and I both, as a four and a five, just, and this is something that just plagues me. I get so worried about being happy. So worried about being happy. 
yeah. happiness feels like the I can't. I'm like, do wait, it. happiness is coming. Happiness. I gotta do something to drum up some dissatisfaction. What's <laughs> but maybe the word I would use for you. One would be like flourishing in any way. This year, as as with this Pandora's box metaphor, but like also a little just more settled. Content. Content. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. I feel it when I'm around you. Um, and that's what we'd want for people, I guess. Just trying to speak to the skeptic out there, because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Like that's another thing too. It's like I when we did this episode last time, I had like only come out recently, and I was like coming out, you know, and I'm like didn't know what was going to be. I'm like, what if I come out and it's like, I, I don't, I like, I don't feel this, you know, later. And it, it isn't settling, mm-hmm. you know, like what if, um, I don't know, like lots of those thoughts go in your mind. And like, obviously, like I said, I'm transitioning. I could always flow and change the way I feel, but like there has only been more of like a settling and contentment and peace and like, just like continuing to sink in and it being like, yep, yep, yeah. yep. This is it. This, the language only continues to validate the way I've felt my whole life. Um, yeah. I was to say as a sexual five, my whole mode of being is like, essentially I've got like my whole doctor's tools of like, I got my stethoscope and my, all my little, I'm always looking and watching very vigilantly to anybody who's ever talking to me. You know, I'm watching for facial expressions and <laughs> temperament and tone and body language. I'm like, is this true? Like, I'm the ultimate skeptic, you know? And it's like, I could just testify, like, yes. You know, like, watching you talk about these things, you feel so much more you and so much more settled and so much more real. It's like, you know, I haven't any way from this the entire journey where it started felt like, this feels off. Something feels weird about this. You yeah. know, what's going on? Yeah. I'm nervous. You know, I'm like, whoa, no, this feels good. You know? Yeah. I think people are p- probably picking that up in this episode. Yeah. I hope <laughs> you guys enjoyed this little conversation between friends. I mean, this is in some way, like, y'all don't, people don't normally give this much emotional labor of talking about this stuff. It's like, but it's like because there were friends doing this, mm-hmm. you know, I want to do this. Like mm-hmm. I felt safe to talk about it and to talk about being a lesbian. I can't believe I did that on the mics. You <laughs> <laughs> did it on the mics. Okay. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Love that we do this together. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Don't know what the topic is. We don't is. know what it's going to be. Maybe in the, in years past, we, probably. we planned ahead, but we don't really <laughs> do that anymore. Out the window. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>